Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Fellas. Think we could listen to the radio or something? I can't say what I want to say because I'm mic'd up. Man, you guys didn't eat your Wheaties this morning, did you? You guys know I love donuts. Boy, got a hundred and a hundred, don't it? Ninety-five yards. I need five yards. Hey, let's start something special right here, man. Let's go. What's up, football world? Eighty-four here. Let's get the show going, man. What is up? And welcome to. The Fantasy Football Fellas. Yeah, you heard that right. The Fantasy Football Fellas right here on the Dynasty Warzone Network. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter or X at Kyle Month 8. And I used to say with me as always, but maybe just with me once again, is the co-host of the Fantasy Football Fellas making his triumphant return, Seth McKinley. Seth, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing well, guys. Good to be back briefly. <laughs> I don't want to set any unrealistic expectations, but it has been far too long since we've been able to go on and talk football and life and everything. So really happy to be here. Yeah, and I'll get I'll I'll get into that little housekeeping here in a moment, let you guys know what the hell is going on, who the hell are these people in your feed. But before I get too far along here, need to bring We're in not that old, gonna, are we? It, it's like is is G a guest if he's back on the first show, or does that just make him like a co-host now? Did we accidentally trip into something that made G a host of the show? We'll have to call the lawyers. All right. And well, especially when it goes international, it, it, it this is going to, the retainers are going to kill us. Well, it wouldn't be his, it wouldn't be his first time dealing with the, with a legal team, I'm sure. But uh, our guest tonight is uh, one half of the Aussie guys NFL podcast. You know him. He's the one and only G from down under. How's it Woo! going? G? Uh, abiding. You're nope, safe. Nope. You're safe. I'm, I'm good. I'm just, I had an old plan throwing a damn walking out and that was it you should have done it all time safe. you warned me before you warned me last week when we when you agreed to come on this bad boy you're like if you play uh whatever the hell your theme and, song is and under whatever yeah, man it work i mean i could i could sing it for you if you want <laughs> yeah, it'd be even exactly. worse i'm starting to think that the amount of times i've talking us talking jesus Christ, that the amount of time i've spoken to kyle am i have i been on the fantasy fellas podcast more than Seth? Uh, the the fellas podcast? Yeah. yeah. I mean fellow podcast, no. I mean, no, fellas, I, I, uh, I think you made I think you made more appearances on the SmackDown over the last oh, week. possibly. But, quite possibly. But, but it's great to be back, guys. Good. This is good. See you it, two together. My boy it, Seth. Awesome. It, it's good to have you. Um, I I want to. The people need to know what you guys have been up to because it's been a minute since you guys have been back behind the mic, especially Seth, the ghost of social media. So before I do that, just want to let everybody know. First off, if you've been subscribed to the Warzone feed for a, for a minute. You probably 
have heard me before because for the last two seasons, I did a show called the Fantasy Football Smackdown Redraft, primarily focused show um, over the last couple of years. But after last season, took a much needed break. So haven't been doing podcasts for the last few months. And that's been weird because uh, it's been since 2016, I've uh, been doing shows almost weekly. But uh, 2016 was actually when Seth and I started a podcast called the Fantasy Football Fellas. So uh, we did that show for four years, never missed a week. I think Seth and I missed a combined three episodes, um, but we always had each other's back and there was always coverage there. It was a hell of a run, but after the 2019 season, uh, you know, a lot of things changed in four years. Seth took a took a step back. I switched the rebrand of the show as a SmackDown, and the rest is history, I guess. But uh, as I head into 2023, I knew I wanted to do a little bit of podcasting here and get everybody set up for draft season. So I hit up my boy Seth and asked if he wanted to do a little reunion tour. So for the month of August, you guys are going to have the Fancy Football fellas in your Warzone feed every Thursday. And uh, looking forward to breaking down the 2023 redraft season to get you guys set so you can dominate those redraft leagues just like you do with those dynasty leagues. So um, hopefully uh, you'll enjoy the show over the next five weeks. As far as in-season stuff goes, we'll share more on that here over the next couple of weeks. But um, enough of all that. Housekeeping's out of the way. The people know now uh, what's going on. The fellas are back. And uh, let, let's kick it to the guests first. We'll be kind. Gee, why don't you tell the people, like, what the hell have you been up to, man? Because you guys have also... Uh, gone a little bit quiet on the Aussie guys front. So what, what's going on in the world of G these days? Yeah, well, it's similar to probably Seth. Other things sort of take over, don't they? Um, and look, we were doing the Aussie guys for, gee, I'm trying to think how long it was, seven years possibly. And it just, it, it, unfortunately, it's sort of you spend so much time doing that the, the actual football and playing fantasy part of it doesn't feel the same. And I just want to go back to enjoying football without having to sit down and watch every game every week. Um, and it become it does become a drag. So me and AJ just sort of, well, look, this just – and with situations in our life, we both had um, our, our mum's passing recently. Um, it's just it's just like, okay, there's other things that we, we need to focus on, you know, than sitting down every night and watching games and doing stats and, and whatnot. Um Spending time with my family, probably not one of them, um, only because they don't want to spend time with me. Um, but it's it just, it's just okay. What, what's I seem to have a time frame of seven years seems to be my time frame to do things. Mm. And after seven years, I sort of okay. So what can I, what can I do next? I haven't found what I'm going to do next, but um, we'll, we'll see what comes along. I'm not going to force anything. So that's just where I am at, at the moment, anyway. So and and coming on when everybody you know wants me to come on, I, I still follow it exactly the same as before. Yeah. You know, I'll still watch a heap of games. I'm still interested in what's you know stats and stuff like that. It's just that it's more for my benefit and my own enjoyment now than passing it on to other people and and, and sharing the love because I just I'm all out of love. <laughs> hey, I your guy. Every time I've and uh, when I, I mentioned earlier, like Seth and I did the show for so long, we did the f- fancy football fellas. Like we met so many cool people, and including you and Memphis and Jerry, all the guys. I'm mean, like, we met a ton of people through doing this show. Um, and I'm and we're in league still with with you and AJ oh. and other guys from you know uh, from Australia. And it's and the commitment that you guys have to a sport. Like for me, if it wasn't as convenient to be a fan of the NFL, I don't know if I would do it. Like you know, yeah. just because like convenience. But for you guys to follow it as closely as you do, it's pretty impressive. So, uh, but and that's uh, what it's all been about. Sorry, when you mentioned about meeting people, like if if you're in fantasy just to win, 
mate, where's the enjoyment in that? Okay, you, you probably make some money and whatnot and bragging rights, which is great. But, mate, for me, it's been all about the people that I've met, you guys, you know, like you said, Jerry and Memphis and, and all the guys in our league that I wouldn't have known outside of playing fantasy football, even all the guys in Melbourne, we get together now. We've got a redraft league for just for guys that live in Melbourne. We get together, which is in about, I think it's about three weeks. It's uh, nice. conveniently done the weekend that my wife goes overseas. So it's just the, just the boys cut loose. Um, and that's, to me, that's been the, the greatest part of doing fantasy football is not the actual football, it's the, the people that I've met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, uh, it, it's just been, it's been awesome to, to see these friendships that, uh, even after we started doing the show, you know, still people that we talked to even this year, like not doing a podcast, I still was able to connect with people. So I can definitely relate to that. And I'm sure other people that have, especially wars like patrons that, uh, for the war zone, like I, these guys are in a ton of leagues and just the camaraderie is awesome to, to see. Uh, let, let's kick it over to Seth. Like I, I joked around the ghost of, social media now if you if you follow him on twitter don't take it personally because <laughs> that's like this just in his in his normal life not his you know podcasting uh you know career so uh but i'm Seth, authentically what, what? absent of everywhere there you, go. <laughs> there, there you go so what what have you been up to man it's been it's been a few years since we did a fellow's podcast um yes. you hopped on the smackdown a couple times but what the people want to know man what you been up to you know not too much um i just uh Got started a new job, which was one of the reasons I uh, stepped away from the podcast at the time. Um, and then uh, met uh, my now fiance, uh, changed, changing careers and going back to grad school, sold my condo, moved in with my fiance. We bought a house together and, and yeah, weddings in a month. Um, so no. Uh, not that much. Going on. The world's just falling apart. <laughs> Nothing, nothing's going on. Same old here's, stuff. <laughs> here's the fun part. Uh, all of that's happened in the last eight months. Yes. I was Man. sitting on my ass doing Dude. nothing before that, <laughs> except for the job part. Well, well, man, uh, first off, obviously. Uh, that's big, my big firecracker. Big, big, Damn, yeah, you, you're, you're knocking it all out. Seth ain't messing around. He's, you know, he's just getting it done. He's efficient. That is for damn sure. I, you know, I, uh, the reason I'm absent and a ghost everywhere is that I have to build up all the energy that I need to do stuff. And then I just do it all in one fell swoop. And then I go back to hibernation again. (laughs) Well, we're glad that you came out of hibernation a little bit here, uh, to do the, do the show with me. I'm looking forward to the next few weeks, hanging out and, uh, doing this thing once again, man. So, um, all right. Let, let's get to it. Let's dive into some football. It's uh, as recording this right now. It is August second, so we're we're just kicking off the month, month eight to be precise. And uh, you know, training camps in full swing. Preseasons are about to ramp up here, and we got a little bit of ways till hopefully your drafts are going on. But uh, we got a few topics we're going to cover as far as just kind of shifting gears from dynasty to redraft. And then we're going to wrap up the show with what we call a mock mock draft. If you've been listening to the fellas podcast. For all those years, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but if you don't know, you'll know. Um, but it's part of the show. It, it 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 honestly is. It's everyone's favorite. We had people that we Seth and I had guests on the show, and every year we'd hit them up, be like, "Hey, you want to come on?" Like, "Oh yeah, you guys are the sh- ones that did this," and you know that's <laughs> how we. That was the hook. Yep, that was the hook. So, um, so I'll preface it with this, and I'll kick it to you, Seth, with our first question. But 
Um, obviously, all the listeners here, you guys are diehard. You're sickos. You're listening to fancy football podcasts. Everyone knows in your league that when you're there, you're the shark, right? Um, and we can all probably relate to this. When you play with like your work friends or your family, is like you got a target on your back, right? Everyone wants to take you down because you're the one that knows everything. Um, so our goal here really is to just help everybody that is obviously diehard dynasty players, but just kind of give our take on how we how you can best win redraft leagues. So we're really looking at 2023 um, as we dive into these few questions. So let's let's kick this thing off. Um, and in that on that topic, so the, what's the number one thing, Seth? I'll start with you. What's the number one thing that you found that helps you switch gears? Because we're avid dynasty players, but what helps you switch gears when you're trying to focus now on on those redraft leagues coming up and dominating uh, seasonal leagues? Yeah, so uh, we, Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong, but the largest number of leagues that you've had in a year has been 27, right? Yeah, something like that. You lose. Okay. So. And some of those are redrafts, some of those are charity leagues or whatever, but there's there's a lot of dynasty leagues. So some people have a lot of dynasty leagues um, and all they do is just, you know, they diversify, right? They get different players in different leagues because you don't want to have too much overlap. And then they treat it as like a, you know, stock, you know, playing the stock market or something. For the, uh, the less less of a die hards um maybe just a get sick and ill hards um it's a it's more you just have a few dynasty leagues and typically you're going to get the guys that you want to get in those types of leagues that's how i play personally uh i know the the fellows dynasty league that we started uh way back when i uh it was randomized i got the number one pick and bam mike evans and i knew that was the that was the guy that I wanted, even though it was a standard league at the time. Uh, but you know, you're getting <laughs> the players that you want. Um, with that, I like to treat redraft leagues as an opportunity to take risks and play around with different um, different roster construction or take a shot on a player that you wouldn't normally take a shot on. Um, and that is a that's kind of a way that I like to think about it when I'm, when I'm looking at dynasty, like, okay, I don't want to screw things up for the future here. So I'm not going to go too risky either way, but redraft I'm like, eh, I'll read, I'll do it again next year. So, you know, fresh slate. Let's, uh, you know, let's go get Marquez Galloway or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. That's the player that we were, everyone had was thinking you were going to tell. <laughs> cross that guy off my list. <laughs> there yep. you go. There we go. Yeah, I, I, like I mean, it. I could go as far down as like Jazz Newsome. You remember Jazz Hands? Oh, God. I, I thought you were going to say Jalen Hurd. He just retired for like the fifth time the other day. So, um, yeah, that was your boy. <laughs> All right. G, G, how about you, man? Obviously, we're in Dynasty Leagues together, but you mentioned yeah. you're still in some redraft leagues. I, I like to call it the gateway drug. Um, so we all got to go back to our roots from time to time. What's something that you do when you're kind of shifting gears between the two? Oh, I- Everything Seth said was was exactly right. It's guys that I wouldn't necessarily take in Dynasty because Dynasty, I like to build a younger group of guys. Um, in in redraft, I don't I don't care what age. I only want them for one season. So that that's how my strategy changes. Is that it's guys that I would never look at like uh, Seth said in Dynasty. Um, I'm definitely going to hit him up in 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 a redraft league. Um, but 
you probably still you probably still take shots on guys later down as you would in a dynasty league anyway because yeah you have the um, what is it the um, the roster spots um, the taxi squad still mm-hmm. yeah your bench your bench spots um, but basically it's just at same as Seth just hitting guys that I wouldn't take in a dynasty league for whatever risk factor there is. Mm-hmm. Age, yep. you know, even quarterback, he's like, um, I don't want to, I don't want to take that wide receiver because his quarterback might not be the same in the coming years. I don't, I don't care in in region. If the quarterback's there this year, I'll take the player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that boot that uh, that boom bust mentality is something that I've always really subscribed to. Especially in redraft leagues, that you just have to, right? And everyone's has the same goal, so you know, whatever edge I can get, I'm going to take those risks if that's going to give me an edge. Um, the, the, for me, it's, it's, you know, what every, you know, you guys are, uh, hitting the big ones for sure. But the one thing for me, I guess that I really try to remind myself when I'm in drafts is like everyone's, you know, when you're in a dynasty league, you have the teams that are obviously going for it. You have the teams that those rosters suck because they have, they're doing it with purpose, but in a redraft league, everybody's roster is going to be fairly even as far as talent. You're going to have the guys that your draft that, you know, mess it up or get too drunk and, you know, screw, screw up their depth by taking players they shouldn't. But it, all in all, the, the teams are going to be going to be fairly even. And because of that, you know, having that depth on your team, the the one thing that I'll point to here, at, you know, being the last guy uh, to cover this question that I'll that I like to note to people is I will definitely look for the opportunities to take guys, even if it's early, you know, the guys that are risky, like right now, great reports by about Javante Williams. You know, Bre- uh, Brees Hall isn't quite there yet. We're having Alan Kamara, you know, is looking at suspension. We're like, those guys don't scare me in redraft leagues, even though it's one season, right? But I know that, hey, for the first three, four weeks, like, yeah, you still need to win. But I'm going to have that depth on my team that that depth is meant for when the bye weeks start kicking in. But if I need to fill that spot in early on in the season as well, I'm not afraid to do that. Uh, because again, I know I'm going to have a decent player that I got in the sixth or seventh round versus a dynasty league. You may not have the depth um, that you would have at, in a redraft league. So I, uh, to Seth's point, you know, to start it off, I, I'd even expand on that to say, don't don't be afraid to to take those guys that you know may only uh, start firing all cylinders by midseason. Because all you got to do is make the playoffs. You, all you got to do is get in the dance. Um, you don't need to be the top dog the entire season in a redraft league and. Um, and the last thing, I guess I'll cheat. I, the question was, what's the one thing that helps you shift gears? But the second thing is just really making sure that you understand how important the wire is. Oh, um, I was going to bring that up. Dude, it, it's, 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 how, it's how leagues are won. You yeah. see it every year. All these sites they put out, oh, what was the player that was rostered on the most playoff teams, the most championship teams? And it's always the biggest, it's always the biggest waiver wire hit that season. So, you know, don't don't get locked in that your roster, what you have, you know, is what it is when you leave your draft. You know, I'm always looking for opportunities to even clear roster spots in season, making a two for one trade to open up roster spots so I can continue to use that um, for waiver wire flyers, um, uh, which I'll be doing waiver wire sniping again this year. Little uh, uh, peek behind the curtain. So that'll release every Saturday here on the network. But again, the waiver wires is definitely the other thing that I, I keep in the back of my mind as I'm drafting. I'm not going to sit there and worry about, oh, I, this is what I got the whole way. So, um, all right, let's let's talk about, uh, you know, it's early on. I know I've done a couple mock drafts just to get a feel. Some people probably might might not. There's not a ton of ADP out there unless you're looking like best ball or something like that. But, 
kind of in general, when looking at redraft, heading into draft season for 2023, um, what kind of general strategy are you expecting to kind of go with this year? It could be something that you've traditionally used that you found success with, or it could be that, hey, last year, I remember this really sucked. I was tired of, you know, being without a tight end or an elite QB or whatever, and I'm going to mix it up this year. So, Seth, I'll kick it back to you to start, man. What is either your general strategy you kind of stick to um, or what, what are you looking to feature in, in 2023? Yeah, so I, I full admission here, I have not done as much uh, number crunching around stats and things uh, since stepping back from the podcast, but I do remember – there being a slight trend towards the elite running backs starting to distance themselves from every, all the rest of the running backs. And the last three seasons have really proven that to be true. Um, in half PPR, uh, the there ha, there's been a like a hundred point drop off from the number one to the number five running back in the league. Um, and it, you know, it varies from year to year, but that's, uh, basically what what we're seeing there and that uh, for me has been important because I'd like to try and build my team around one elite running back option and yes it is a it's you know it, it's hard to find one of those guys but if you do you have a massive advantage over everyone else in the league and those running backs that hit although they are very rare those are league winners um, in the in the right situation so uh, you know, in, in the most traditional scoring league, standard PPR, PPR, I'll, I'll go for the running back, um, the, the elite running back first, um, especially in PPR, because wide receiver is just so deep. You know, there it's, it feels like there's about 10, maybe 11 guys that are like, yes, you need to get one of those guys on your roster. And then everyone else it's, you know, they'll have, yeah, you know, fifty. It's fifty-fifty if they're going to give you a, a good week or not. Um, and that that uh, stat trend, which we had talked about several times on the uh, the Fells podcast before, that really hasn't gone away. That's kind of how the NFL works right now. Um, there's more wide receivers out there on the field than there was, you know, in uh, ten years ago. Uh, the the whole focus has changed. So wide receiver is very replaceable. And even even over elite wide receivers, with the rare exceptions like Cooper Cup, um, a couple of seasons ago. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I, I like to try and hit a home run with that elite running back first, and then build everyone else around that. Yeah, it definitely speaks back to what you mentioned you know, that that uh, that not being risk averse, right? And that running back position is definitely one that if you want to take the safer route and not screw up your first pick, you know, a lot of people are still over the last few years been talking, going on. How about you, man? What's your, uh, oh, I'm going to cut out there. Sorry. Yeah, uh, what's yeah. your, what's your strategy heading into this uh, draft season? Well, see, this year, it depend, really comes down to where you, what spot you're going to be drafting. Like most people, like what, 12 team leagues would be the most common, mm -hmm. most common one yeah. with a, one quarterback, two quarterback leagues, which really does, you know, that super flex anyway, um, change where you, where you take, especially quarterbacks. Um, so let's just, are we going to, we'll just go with like single quarterback league for now, but sure. I might seriously, unless I'm, unless I'm drafting in the top half where I could get, possibly an, an Eckler or definitely a uh, McCaffrey. Mate, I, I think this year I'm going to be looking at – I'm going to go 
like get two really good quality wide receivers because I'm not disliking the sort of you know the four, three, four, five rounds of running backs this year that are the number one guys on their teams that are going to probably get carries. You've got I'm just have, have a look here at ADP. Um, you know you've got Kenneth Walker. You got like Aaron Jones at RB sixteen, and he's going like in the late late third round. I'm happy to go and get guys like that. Um, this year in, in those rounds. You've got Dalvin Cook, he's going to end up somewhere. Um, you know, Damien Pierce, Jamar Gibbs, if you want to take, as we spoke about, take guys and flies. These are all guys that, if I can get like two really high quality wide receivers, depending on where you draft, like a Diggs or Jefferson, depends on, you know, where you are. Um, I, I'm, I'm taking those, I'm taking those guys this year and, and, and running with, you know, the later guys and just hoping, like you said, that you're going to take a few flies on running backs because that's when I'm putting together a team, the guys I'm going to take flies on are going to be running backs. The position that gets the biggest turnover, um, guys get more opportunity, more rookies get opportunity um, at the running back position. Um, so I'll, I'll stack the rest of my roster with those, but at, at, the, at the bottom part of my um, draft. But for now, I just take two really good wide receivers, quarterback, a quarterback I'll take depending on what if it's a super flex league or not. It'll depend on what's around at the time, who's gone, and what players are available. And is is it worth now that a quarterback's worth taking over that guys in 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 that round? Um, tight end, man, I, I think I'm just going to blow tight end and 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 take a risk <laughs> and take a risk somewhere that's that's a little preview of one of my johns that are coming up but um yeah that that's the way i'm going to build my roster this year because i'm just looking at the wide receivers there's even a drop off a wide receiver if you look at at last year's results particularly you obviously got justin jefferson who was an absolute like he only scored eight tds but just the amount of balls that he caught you know 128 you know 368 fantasy points and then, you know, you go down to number 10, Amari Cooper, it's, he's 120 behind. Mm-hmm. So the, the top scoring wide receivers, there's a few of them, but I, I want two. And then I'm set and I don't have to worry about wide receiver until maybe round six, seven, something something like that. Yeah, I think uh, it's, inter- it's interesting to hear uh, that from the both of you so uh, because – Usually my strategy is what Seth is talking about. Like I'm usually, I will pound running backs early and then I'll, I'll pepper in a couple wide receivers and I'll go right back and I'll just start just throwing running backs on my roster. And if I leave my draft with four wide receivers, I don't even, that's fine. Whatever. I'll find somebody else that I can plug and play, but like I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, and I, and I found, and I found that like wide receivers and redraft leagues are still easy to, to trade for versus a running back. Um, However, like when I was looking at it this year, and, and again, ADP is still kind of not really set yet. I've done a couple mock drafts to just get a feel, but not not much yet as as things are kind of settling. But I actually, I think I'm kind of on the same page with G right now. Like I, I kind of feel like that the the running backs, while there's some uber elites, now I'm not passing up. Like I'm still, for me right now, I'd still take McCaffrey, Eckler, um, Nick Chubb for me. And uh, Barkley and Bijan. That's if I can get one of those five, I'm not I'm not steering away from him. But otherwise, um, and and I think Jefferson probably peppers himself in there somewhere. Um, but 
I think when you look at the rest of the running backs kind of after that, I'm looking at like some rankings right now. You look at, you know, eight, eight through 12 is uh, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor. Now there are obviously some news around those guys, mm-hmm. but Ramondre Stevenson, Joe Mixon, Jameer Gibbs. Um, I just don't know that I'm, I'm going to be going as early because when I scoot down to like somewhere in the 18 to, to 25 range, I got, I see names like James Conner, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, a little bit risky, right? But we got Cam Akers, um, Alexander Madison. Like I'm, I'm totally fine with those running backs as my starters um, in a 12 team league. So I think for me this year, it's that it's definitely going to be a shift and don't hold me to this because I might get, you know, I might not have the cojones to stick to it, but I, I think I might, I'm, I think right now I'm looking like, man, I, I think I, I like the idea of getting two wide receivers. I don't really like the receivers that are in that 15 to 25 range as much as I, I'm more confident in the running backs. Um, just have a look at now who we got, like 15 to at the right moment. Now, oh, sorry, that, that's you, you cut out, mate. Sorry, I, I talked on this. I no, you're good. Because you, you cut out, I thought you'd finish. I'm just looking at, you were speaking about the wide receivers sort of in that range. I'm looking at fantasy data. So at the moment in ADP, in, in PPR leagues, what have we got? We've got Metcalf, Samuel, Cooper, Allen, Hopkins, and Terry McLaurin, like 15 to 20. Like, um, yeah, um, um, it, I, I want two good guys before I'm starting to think. Gee, I'm going to take one of one of these as maybe my even my first wide receiver. Yeah. If you, you know, people are going to take running backs. Someone's going to take a quarterback. Someone's going to take the tight ends. And before you know it, these are your, not not that they're bad number ones, but I don't want them with my number one. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like in years past that the receivers in that range I've have I felt a lot better about. And then this year I don't know why it just feels like man this is like the, the low end two tier starts pretty high up <laughs> and it yeah. just, it, it's not as, it's not as uh, I'm not as confident in those players as I usually am. So we'll, we'll see as we, as we get closer. Um, the, the last thing I'll say on just strategy, just to kind of add it is that I'm, I'm probably going to be paying up for a quarterback more than I have in the past. I, I think in one QB leagues um, and I think G you and I have talked about this kind of just, you know uh, you know, in passing kind of, but I think, the the idea of waiting on QB is now so common um, is that now people like just wait forever and then you see guys that are that actually carry a good amount of value. Um, so for me as an example, I, I think that you know people have that bad taste in their mouth last year from like Lamar Jackson. If he's sitting there in round six, that's not something I would ever really have done before. But if I'm if I'm able to get somebody like that, that's going to give me an edge over that. 10 to 12 QB that usually I end up with. Yeah, I, I might take the stab on it this year. I, I'm definitely considering it more than, than years past um, just because of that. I mean, we're, I've, you know, Seth, I know we were in a league last year. We saw Josh Allen fall to the fourth and I didn't take him just on the principle. Yep. Like I don't take quarterbacks early. Well, that wasn't early. Uh, no. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think I'm just going to keep an eye on it a little bit more. And um, that team that took him, they, that they made the, they made the finals, right. Cause they, they had a really solid player. So, I think I'm just going to keep an eye on that a little bit more as we get in, because I know in like home leagues, right. With your buddies or with your work friends, like it used to be everyone would take quarterback early. Well now even the, the common folk, they know not to do that. Right. There's not any first round quarterbacks really, but now there it's kind of gone almost the other way where I think it could be something to take advantage of. So just something to keep in mind, I think from my side. Of- oh, for the days when we could just draft Matthew Stafford at the end of the <laughs> end of the draft and be fine <laughs> I, I, I think that it's still it's it's still there it just doesn't feel as 
it just feels like man it was different there's not when as much of an edge, going around like sure. three you know or like you know yeah. but uh just something to keep an eye on last thing um last last topic here uh that's football related and we'll get into some some mock mock but uh I wanted to hear from you guys again, early August here, the one player that you think will be the most polarizing in 2023 and tip the scales of fancy football. So I gave you guys a few examples when I posed this question to you. So like last year, I think it was Jalen hurts, Josh Jacobs, right? Those guys were, were guys that won people leagues the year before you go back. Cooper cup was such an extreme outlier at the wide receiver position. Then you had like Saquon Barkley who dealt with injuries that year, but still played 12 games and really sunk people. Um, I think he was somebody that people were really buying into and then it, it let him down. So if if we're, you know, if we're sitting here a year from now, right, you walk you walk through your supermarket, they have all those fancy football magazines this year. Every one of them has Jalen Hurts on it, right? Because Jalen Hurts was that polarizing player last year. Who do you think is going to tip the scales for fantasy football this season? Seth, who you got? Okay, so. Or if you took this a different I, direction, you're, you're no, yeah, no. I <laughs> I like to think that I'm uh, at a, a good analyst because I can be objective about things. Mm. Um, I am not being objective <laughs> with this one because it may not be polarizing to anyone else. Uh, but with my personal uh, history with Chicago quarterbacks, it was very polarizing <laughs> for me to see, uh, you know, fields at like QB four or five in rankings right now, mm-hmm. uh, when traditionally uh, Chicago QBs have just, they've hurt me so, so much over and over and over again. Um, and I'm still very, eh, I'm still very uh, leery of taking fields this year because yes, he, he destroyed last year, but we have seen, uh, over many years that there are players that will blow up one year and just completely disappear the next. Uh, James Winston's been one, Baker Mayfield. You know, there's there's always going to be quarterbacks. And most of the time, that these are running backs and wide receivers. I understand that. But there's going to be players that um, are going to do great one year and then disappoint everybody because they hyped them up so much. I really want Fields to be good because I am, you know, I am uh, cautiously optimistic that this will be, uh, this is the best situation we've had in a long time. That's also a very, very low bar. So That's true. Uh, I, it's, uh, I think it's going to go one of two ways. People are going to uh, take Fields and it's, he's going to pay off for them or, everybody that's buying into fields right now is going to have a dud on their hands. Yeah. Fields is really, pol- he really is polarizing, isn't he? Like he finished last year, QB six uh, on 15 games, 19.7 fantasy points per game. That put him at number six. He's, you give him two more games at that rate. And that puts him quite possibly up around the Joe Burrow sort of area, just below you know, the year that Jalen Hurts had. And then again, Jalen Hurts only played 15 games as well. Um, at the moment, he is going the seventh QB off the board. So you're already probably paying at, at, a, at a high watermark, aren't you? That's, that's the problem. Um, and you have to rely on, one, can he throw the football? Two, is he going to run like he ran like a maniac? He's, he's scared shitless. Like, why wouldn't you run? Uh, you run like he's stolen. He definitely stole a lot of shit. Um, 
So yeah, I, I really get the I, I get the feels. I've got him on one one dynasty team. Um, yeah, I, it, I just I just find the outlay a, a lot to take him as QB seven. I think he'll be. Uh, I think he'll be one that that ADP will probably come up a bit. He'll be probably taken around four or five. Yeah. And then it's then it's the question of like what what else is left as far as to get a, a return on that. Like that was right. my concern with Jalen Hurts, and I was dead wrong on Hurts last year. And it's probably because I am biased as hell, and he's an eagle and f that guy. Um, but for <laughs> me, I didn't take Jalen Hurts because I was like he started to get hyped a little bit, and I don't think it was to the same level that Fields is getting hyped this year. But Hurts was definitely definitely getting hyped, and I was kind of like, well, at that cost he's going to have to be stellar in order to just return that. And then he was beyond stellar. Right. Yeah. Um, and he definitely returned that value. But I think with, with fields, it's going to get to the point where if he, even as he was, is what he was last year. Well, now it's just that you, you may be broke even. Right. And I'm not looking to break even I'm looking to get value, you know, especially the quarterback position. Like I said, I think, you know, somebody like um, somebody like Herbert this year, I think, uh, Lamar, you know, I'm looking at guys that people got burned by last year, and so people are discounting them, right? I think yes. Fields was such an outlier last year, and everybody loves the fact they got him so cheap last year. Now they'll overpay for him because they want to get him on their team again. So, yeah. um, but and one more thing on that too is that we've seen time and again that NFL defenses are not just you know sipping pina coladas in Cancun over the year like these these guys that are. Yeah creating these schemes are watching film and adapting their defenses to account for players that blow up like Lamar Jackson, like uh, Justin Fields. And that's why it's very difficult for those types of players to, you know, uh, repeat their success year over year. Sometimes you're able to break through. Like it took a while for uh, Josh Allen to do that. And, but now, and now he's doing very well, but it's it's something to keep in mind too that if you're only relying on the running and he does not make any advances in the passing uh, mm-hmm. aspect, that it's it, it's I we've seen it too many times that it gets shut down very easily that I, I don't think you're going to get the value. Well, hopefully that with the added weapons that they they have in Chicago now that'll that'll aid him. But uh, definitely want to see a good season out of him. If anything, just to to. Uh, Return some of that value and and hopefully keep DJ more relevant. Um, G, who's who's your player this year? Who do you think is going to be the most polarizing fancy prospect in twenty three? Mate, you're going to hate what I've done, but I've written down like I didn't write down one player. I right, sort we'll of did, I, I, so what here. I did, I, I go really quick. So I open just looked, the faucet. I just looked up at ADP. Where guys going at ADP? More mm-hmm. more so. Um, so at the running back position, guys, I'm going to probably avoid uh, like people like Jonathan Taylor, Barkley, Josh Jacobs, only because of the situations they find themselves in with their teams. Um, very easy to say, okay, you don't really think that much of me. Yeah, my knee's a little bit sore this week or my toe or, yeah, I'm just going to sit this one out because I'll probably more than likely won't be there next season. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'd rather go and get guys like, you know, look at look at Rashad Penny. Okay, that's a risk, but the upside is is huge for Rashad Penny. Like, where's he going at the moment? I'll have a look just quickly. Probably um, free. Oh, you know, okay, <laughs> mate. What, they might pay back, you to take him, mate. Mate, running back Penny, 30, thirty-seven, like thirty-seven, and he's going hundred and three overall. Like, mm-hmm. the, do the guys? I'm looking at who can who he could 
he's a very good running back when he's on the field and he's proven he's explosive. He scores well when he plays fantasy wise. Mate, he could he could jump half of these guys if he plays a full season, if not more. Mm-hmm. Um, someone like that, someone like a tank uh, Bigsby, forty eight overall, uh, one hundred fifty overall. He's going to get the goal line work. Uh, who knows with Travis Etienne? Um, you know he, he he's not going to carry a workload. Uh, at the wide receiver, how do we look past Tyler Lockett every year? <laughs> every year. Two, 2020, wide receiver eight. Where, where's he going now? He's at oh, the moment in. Probably not even. Where, where not is even he? top 30. He's, he's top, he just scrapes in. Number 30. 30. As wide receiver. 2021, 16. So last year, he was wide receiver 13. Mm-hmm. Like you can say, guys like Cooper Cup. Well, mate, trying to grab one of those guys is like finding the tooth in the hand, isn't it? Really, like pick out one guy and this guy's going to smoke everybody. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen that it does happen, but you being the one to pick, it's going to happen. It's just sheer fucking luck, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so someone like him, and then you've got someone like DJ Moore that I'll probably, I'll probably, I think he'll be lower than mm-hmm. his his ADP. Um, you got people like Zay Jones, you know, 60. Last year is, is wide receiver 26. They're the guys that, to me, I'm not looking for the blow the top. I'm looking for guys that are going to go way above what their actually ADP is. Like, mm-hmm. like that's what I'm I'm searching for. Tight end position, uh, even Drake London, wide receiver 27. Like he's going to be the number one wide, the, the number one target on his team. Mm-hmm. Um, tight end, I'll be probably looking at someone like Dalton Kincaid. Probably the probably one of the best receivers to come out in this whole draft. Yeah, like for catching the football. And dude, lucky he, for us, he, he plays tight end. Thank God. Yeah, we yeah. need some players. Oh, like some someone like that. So if I'm, I'm if I'm not getting the Kelsey's, which you have to pay, he's going to return what you pay for him because of the the drop down to the number two tight end um, and number three. And the guys like I've avoided probably like a George Kittle, like these guys you're paying for this year is tight end four at the moment. Um, and he only scored over ten fantasy points five times last year, mm-hmm. and that's and when everybody was on the park, he did nothing. Mm-hmm. So many mouths to feed. So and and QB, Gino, someone like Gino, I'll, I'll put my money back on Gino Smith. I'm going to grab Wes. He's bloody going that late as a QB still, and he was yeah. QB, ended up QB tenth. But if you take it on the games that played, he should have been QB eight. Mm-hmm. And he's going. Where is he at the moment? Bloody hell. 17. Yeah, very. Like, he's not – yeah, he's, if one QB leaves, not even get drafted. Mm-hmm. Mate, mate mm-hmm. Give, give me that. Over someone like Tui, you're going to have to pay up for, but, mate, he's one head knock away from not playing possibly ever again. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, that's that's not hey, just one player. I'm th- sort of looking at <laughs> the money you can get from ADP, like the advantages you can get from where they're getting drafted at the moment to where they could end up. And this is redraft. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I appreciate you bringing it because, like, uh, Seth and I got the next five weeks to babble about all these players, but uh, yeah. I know you'd come strong. So, I <laughs> yeah, uh, get one chance. Hey, appreciate appreciate it. So, <laughs> one opportunity. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap this thing up with the one my I got one player, um, and I think the most polarizing player for me this year is going to be good or bad. I I still don't know which way it's going to go, but I think it's going to be Deshaun Watson. Um, this guy was a top five QB three years in a row. He came, he obviously went, uh, got on the field last year at the end of last season and was mediocre, like at best. So now he's got an entire offseason 
uh, in Cleveland. I think his weapons are solid there all the way around. Um, and he pretty much has no excuse uh, at this point not to return back to what he was. If he's going to do it, this you know, time is now. Uh, he, did, he ran last year at a, at a decent clip, which is pretty much about where he was over the course of his career, about 30 yards per game. That doesn't put him like in the Hurts or Daniel Jones or Josh Allen range, but it does put him at least a step above kind of even like the like that Burrow range of quarterback. Um, so I think that's that's definitely worth looking at for fantasy, right? You always want to have that rushing quarterback. But I think the other the other reason is going to be polarizing, not only because of his his current value, he's going around quarterback nine or ten. He's going around seven. I think, you know, that's that's a great dart to throw uh, round ten. Is that what you're seeing? No, no, he's going as quarterback 10. Okay, and, 10. And he's going, where is he going? He's going 82 overall. Yeah, so, so what, what would that, that be? That's, 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 late round six. That's the player that I, a kind of guy I'll take a, I'll take a shot on at QB 10. Um, you know, like I said, top five quarterback when he was in, had it going in Houston. And, and I think the other thing that's going to be so polarizing about him is that offense, you know, if, it, if it's rolling, I think you're looking at, you know, a solid year for Mari Cooper, like always. He usually puts up solid years. Um, you know, they have Elijah Moore there, which I know G would love to see uh, start popping. We have a lot of great reports from him. And Joku flashed a little bit last year. But for me also, too, I think I'm super high on Nick Chubb this year. And I think if Watson is rolling, that that Chubb could have a monster, monster season. He's already the most undervalued running back, I think. And people never don't really put him in that conversation as a top-end running back. I think this year his opportunity – with the Browns in that offense could just be insanity. So uh, I think that that would be an interesting situation to watch. And I think Deshaun Watson is going to be the key cog in uh, for those guys. So Deshaun Watson's the one that I think is going to be interesting to watch. And we'll see if he starts playing well, you know, early in the preseason, if they let him get out there and get some reps, I think that ADP could go up. But if he hangs around QB 10, Hey, I'm going to have him on a lot of squads. Mate, so. if, you, if we could just get Nick Chubb, and there has been talk he's been catching a few passes mm. in preseason. If he just if you just give him, you know, what did he have last year? Twenty seven. Can we can we get that to like maybe forties asking too oh, much? I, I think yeah. I think he could get there. If, I, if I he think can get the forty with mate, he, he's up he's up at like running it'd be just after Josh Jacobs in between him and Derrick Henry last year. Like mm. he'd be he'd be running back four. Yeah. I, I think yeah. he's gonna be He's in for a monster season. I know Seth, you probably own him on like half your dynasty leagues because you've been a big Nick Chubb fan yep. for a long time. So, well, I doubled up uh, and took Kareem Hunt too in one of our leagues last year. Which, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, this is a a, a, a cap league, um, salary yeah, so. cap league. So uh, that didn't pay off for me yet. Uh, <laughs> please land on a team so I can just offload you. Kareem so just Hunt, come back right? to the Browns and then you'll be right back or where just, you started. Sure, again. sure, whatever. It, just anything. Don't be twenty million on my roster and not have a team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, as we're getting this thing, we're forty five minutes in here, so we're we're moving at an okay pace. It's been a minute for all of us. We're we're getting back to it in the rhythm here. Um, so that's gonna. We're gonna close the book down the football talk uh, because Woo! here on the Fancy Football Fellas podcast, I like to have a little bit of fun. You get a ton of football talk. You guys are all crazy out there, probably listening to 100 podcasts. So we're going to mix it up just a little bit. We're going to wrap the show up with what we call a mock mock draft. Now, nowadays, I don't know about you guys, but I see this like everywhere. And I don't know that we were the first ones to do this. I'm not going to say we were, but we've been doing this forever. And in essence, what this is, is just a mock draft of ran- a random thing, not football related at all. Um, it, you, it could have football elements to it, but this is not fantasy. There's no fancy advice from here on. So if you want to tune out, 
uh, you can, but you're going to miss out on the best part of the show. Sorry. Um, now, you, now Kyle will not say that it, we were the first ones to do this, uh, but yeah, I will because we absolutely <laughs> were. And go ahead and at me at, on social media. See how where that. <laughs> Yeah, he's just yeah, he's calling him out. At FF fellas, he's still got the handle. But is it amazing though? I listen to a lot of pop just because I like to keep up. You know, the good for keeping track of how players are going, and I do like to hear some stats that some some of them come out with. And everybody acts as though they were the first to talk about anybody or come up with it. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's 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 a big pond with a very. It's like. Uh, a lot of these people in in the fantasy realm, they live in a, in, a, in in an ocean of fantasy football, and yet the those fish that live in in a fucking rock in mm. in, in a cave, and mm. then they pop their head out every now and then to see what's you know, but they just live in their own little community. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on, come on, people! But you you guys were definitely the first to do this. I, I, I love this place. The best part, I could just do a whole podcast and do this. If I had the time, that's pretty much that's probably what I would just do, and I'd just be like, I'll just worry about. I'll leave the fancy stuff to somebody else. But um, all right, so so okay. what this is, we're gonna be doing a we're gonna do a four round uh, draft, and it's gonna uh, the topic for today's show. We went this through this a few times. So if you love this topic, um, someone was being a diva. If, if you love this topic, I came up with it. If you, if you hate this topic, G's a freaking diva, that, and hey, not G, G my son. Yeah. Well, so, up with it. yeah. So, so we got a little assistance uh, from uh, from the from the G household, and yeah. to the topic for this mock mock are people named John. <laughs> so for and for the record, J O H N J O N. That's all good. Jonathan, right? Jonathan, Johnny, jo- whatever. Johnny. All right. Yeah. So just people named John. That's it. I mean, and I when I heard this, I was like, all right, G, whatever. Full disclosure, I wasted a good 45 minutes of my life Googling people named John, and I have a list of like 30 people. So there will be an honorable mention section after this. So we're, we're going to do okay. four rounds. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll see We'll see who ends up with the best squad. Now, so, are we are we talking real people? or Because if we get oh, into fictional, there's just there's way oh, too I, much. I, I, no, it's no, open. It's open. It's open. I, oh. I think it is open. Yeah, yeah. It's right. open. Yeah. Uh, this so, is fantasy football, dude. So I, everything. I, do we? So do we give the do we give the guests the one on one? Seth, is that is that what is the? Nice it's only fair. Oh. Okay. All right. So four Ooh, rounds. No, no, it's it's me, right? Because G's been on more than I have recently. That, oh, that's true. That's true. See, the guests and the co-host lines are just blurring. Yeah, you know? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. G's going. Lois is sorting it out. So so we'll do snake draft. For the people okay. at home to follow along. Oh, that's even worse. Down so first. you get the one one, and we're not doing any third round reversal bullshit either. Oh, yeah, you. Well, yeah, don't so none of that. Scott, none of that. I really crap. enjoyed playing last year, but yeah, give it to somebody else this year. Thank you for having me on. Uh, all right, bro. One one. Okay, one one. Okay, hold Seth, on. Seth, you'll you'll take the you'll take the middle pick. You're good with that. You got it. All right, you're you're the sandwich. So you're the meat. All right, here we go. All right, the one Well, there we oh. go. There's my first pick. John Wick. Bubba Yeager. Bubba Yeager. John Wick. What a start. It. Even if I lose this, he's just going to go around and eliminate 
all, all your players. That's that's solid. I love it. All right, John yeah. Wick. That's a good one. All right, so we're kicking mm-hmm. it off. We're starting strong. Uh, hopefully, we're not uh, having to survive and, and judging off kill shots because otherwise, Seth, <laughs> you and I just lost already, no matter how many Very other guys we take. Yeah, but uh, I'll kick it to kick it to you for the one hundred and two. Yeah, I absolutely did not try to put myself as the guest in order to get the one hundred and one for this and claim no fictional characters. Right? Um, we're going to move past that. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy that is basically written the soundtrack of my childhood and one of the greatest composers of all time, bar none. Beethoven, move over. John Williams. The man that has written the score to Star Wars, basically everything Spielberg's ever done, and just so many other movies that are just timeless classics. Oh man, it's uh, it's great. This is a face that has no idea who you're talking about. Man, <laughs> you are going to get. <laughs> I, you are, <laughs> this this is going to be very. These teams are going to be very unique to the individual. <laughs> yep. the, the, this Star Wars, be- Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park. All of all of these major oh, Spielberg yeah. movies, okay. all the music, John Williams. John all right, Williams. John Williams. I thought, he's, I thought he was a country western singer, but uh, all right, Hank. There probably is. I mean, it's it's John and Will. There's, you know, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, okay. all right. Well, that I'm going to be honest. I I ranked 32, 33 Johns, and I, John Williams was not on my list. Um, <laughs> I didn't so I. But that's not that's not unique to this show. For four straight years, Seth was proving that I'm uncultured. Uh, so that, maybe that's I'll, like that's the Raiders' roots right there. It's right in the first round. Bang! When the pool is wide open as every fictional character ever and every human that's ever lived named John, yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> there's going to be a spread. There is. So, you got to reach. You got to take. Except John Wick. Except John Wick. That is a clear one on one. What, so would John Wick been your 101, Seth? Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, okay. All right. Well, sorry we gave it to, to G, but you definitely get, you definitely got to show off already that you know someone named John that G and I had no idea who you were talking So I've got the 103 here. I got the turn. I'm going to just dunk this thing home because my 101 and 102 are still on the board somehow. I don't know how you guys didn't snipe me in this, in this John draft. But uh, number one... I'm going to go with Johnny Cash. Uh, I'm like, I don't consider myself like a big Johnny Cash fan, but like, it's always like my go-to is like, whenever I just like, can't think of what I want to listen to, I just put on Johnny Cash. Uh, so I think that he is, uh, he was my one-on-one. Uh, and I thought that's who Seth was going to take, to be honest, when he started talking about music. Um, my one-on-two is, uh, you might know him as Cal Norton Jr., Buck Brotherton, Dr. Steve Rule, or Dale Doback, but it's John C. Motherfucking Riley, baby. (laughs) He's on the list. You can't can't go wrong. When a man stars in Days of Thunder and Talladega Nights, (laughs) get out. Get out. John C. Riley. Let's go. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. All right, Seth. Good luck topping that. Uh, It's hard. It's it's very hard. um, And it's almost like I have no idea what to do, that I know nothing. Jon Snow is my next pick. Nice. From Game of Thrones. I will I, not I, apologize for that joke. He, he, no, was, uh, he was in my rankings, so uh, I like it. I show that I've never never watched a second of it. Oh, well, you, 
I, but you got to read the books, man. I, I, look, I know who he is. I'm kidding. Uh, I've never read a book, but you could watch the first, what, six seasons? It's pretty good. Yeah, six, seven. Six, seven. <laughs> six, six. I actually thought, do, do I start watching this, even though I'm far behind? I, I have no idea what happens in it, but I thought, I'm not going to invest that much time. No. See, no. see, I I screwed up because I knew there were two seasons left, but I could I like got impatient, so I started watching it. I watched the first because there's eight seasons, right, Seth? Uh, yes. Yeah. So I watched. Some people would like to say there's only seven, but right. there are eight. I, I watched the first six, then season seven came out. I watched that, and then I had to wait like two years or whatever for the last season to come out. And I'm so tuned into like just streaming everything from start to finish. When season eight started, I was like, I don't know what's happening. So I ended up going back and rewatching it all over again, so I could oh, enjoy the last season. And needless to say, I really didn't. Um, but anyway, enough of that story. Uh, let's kick it to let's kick it to G. He's got two picks. He got the two hundred three and the three hundred one. Uh, you got John Wick as your first pick, so you're starting off strong. Uh, who are you going with? Well, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna have the biggest John in amongst a big name John, and that is Mr. Holmes. Johnny Holmes is – oh, that's the same look my son gave me. Like, who the hell is Johnny Holmes? Who the hell is like, that? Where, where we I thought you were going something very differently. <laughs> a John no, – Continue. A John. I, I'm curious now. You haven't – mate, go look up 70s porn. Johnny ah, Holmes, well. Boogie Nights is based roughly around the life of John Holmes. And have you have we seen Boogie, High, uh, Boogie Nights? I, I know who no, you're talking about. I think about John now. C. Riley was in that movie. He was in the movie. He was. <laughs> I can't believe because oh. I said, we said last night, like my son goes, How about people named John? And he goes, John Stockton. He goes, for example, because he's a basketball fan, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. My wife turns around and goes, John Holmes. My wife just nailed the biggest dick white porn star of the 70s. That was the first John that came out of her mouth and made John me Holmes. feel very inadequate straight away um so yeah, it's just that's really disappointing that you guys have no, you have to look it up i know uh, i know who he is i i uh, never mind i thought you were going somewhere completely so, different so geez so g is starting off with a weaponry uh with his first two picks <laughs> two, two he doesn't destroy he destroys just one particular sex john holmes um not everybody he, uh, so okay so my second pick i'm gonna stay i'm gonna stay in the realm of just a murderous row of Johns. I'm going to take John Rambo. All right, yeah, all right. My third pick. Yeah. Nice. Like I remember going and seeing the when when uh, John Rambo when it came out. That was just that was a great movie. Like it's still good today. It's a, it it's dated a little bit, like all movies do. But it's just the the basics of the movie. The premise is still used today. Hmm. Yeah, you know, um, just, good one. yeah. So I just, I'm just, I'm just taking a murderer's row of uh, of Johns today. I like how I like how going Rambo, and then like to follow up, like you got like the uh, 2020 version of Rambo with John Wick. So it's like just <laughs> just killing everybody. It's <laughs> killing <over>. everybody. <laughs> Dang. All right, that's good. Uh, yeah, depending on what we're doing with all the, this list, it could <laughs> could definitely have an advantage there. Um, all right, Seth. You got you got John Williams, the composer of all. <laughs> and, doesn't and, even sound good. And John's, like, John Snow, like, the King of the North. 
Uh, so who are you going with round three? Uh, this one is kind of tough because I've already locked in my last one um, and you'll never see it coming. But uh, I have a soft spot for sidekick characters. The guys that, you know, the plucky sidekick that's there to, you know, maybe make a uh, big sacrifice at the end of the movie or something or whatever. I, I just always love those characters. One of the my favorites growing up were the stories of Robin Hood. So Little John is going to be my pick here. <laughs> I threw the worst thoughts. Little John. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I was trying, I was going through, I was like, who on my list here is a sidekick with Little John, baby? All yep. Right. I did not, the, the psychic things, like I've got this list of all these Johns and I don't, I don't have any obsessed on here. Of all the there's Johns a, there's a, there's a second sidekick character that probably most people would have picked over this, but at, I don't know, it's, all right. Hey, little, yeah, little John. Little John. Gotta, that'll be the honorable mentions. Got to build your team. All right. Yeah. My third. So I got. Getting I, talks. Great movie. I'm on the turn here. Now, do I go? Do I stick with my rankings at this point, or do I just go? No, I mean, I'm I'm going. So first off, three oh three. I'm going with. Uh, I'm going with Johnny Knoxville, baby, the jackass himself. <laughs> You just yeah. have, you, between John C. Riley and Johnny Knoxville, I'm just going to laugh my ass off. Uh, I won't kill anyone because that's G's department of John's, but I'll go with Johnny Knoxville. Uh, and to wrap up my team, I'm going to go, man, this is tough. I'm going to go off script here for my rankings and I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with John Voigt. Because the man not only gave us <laughs> Angelina Jolie, he gave us John Voigt's car from Seinfeld, and he picked oh, Kramer's arm. John Voigt. My Boyd. God. Let's that's go. Amazing. I honestly, I, I I looked him up. I am DB. I don't know any John movies he's in. Voigt. I don't care. It's just hilarious to what me. What was that, the movie? What's the movie that he was in? Kramer versus Kramer. Wasn't he in that one uh, where they battled? He the, bit a the, guy uh, named Kramer the, on Seinfeld. I know that. The custody battle between <laughs> two parents. I think that was him. So I'm going with John Boyd. That Boyd. was the one I was most I, I was most uh, proud of that I... Uh, really? That's the, that's the... With all the other Johns that are out there. You I, oh, I, have a, I have a crap ton of honorable mentions that I will just fly through oh, just to make sure. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I'm going with John Voigt. The I, man I, gave I, us An- Angelina Jolie and John Voigt's car. That's not, that's okay. good. good with that. Okay. Two things. Thumbs up for John Voigt. Oh, All right, Seth. Oh, this no, is it. You said you had it. You said you had this pick locked and loaded already. I wasn't going to snipe did. you. You weren't worried nope. about that. No, not in the slightest. And uh, because I wanted to hammer home the fact that uh, you are uncultured swine, Kyle. This has been clear <laughs> since the beginning of the show. Uh, and you are not a fan of this particular John. Uh, the sidekick, you might say, of the dude, John oh. Goodman, Big oh. Lebowski, and many, well, Brother, Where Art Thou, many other great movies, including the most underrated Disney movie of all time, Emperor's New Groove. I'll be honest with you, bro. I have a list of 34 freaking people named John. And I have a dishonorable mention category that has John Goodman in it because F John Goodman. (laughs) And this is why 
I was kicked off the podcast. Uh, that was like the first bit we had. Like, I like, think it was. It was just I hated I John Goodman. I think I gave away I gave away a listener league spot to the first person that rated us five stars on iTunes and said John Goodman sucks. That's what I did. Yeah. So, what what do you think against John Goodman? I just I think he's just overrated. Overrated? He's, he's okay. Annoying. Okay. <laughs> he is Sully. From I Monsters Inc. That's yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. the role. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I like all right. Movie. John Goodman. I should have oh, known. Should have known you were gonna go John Goodman. All right. I thought Let's I go. dropped all the hints. Pixar made some great movies. Especially when you have young kids. You sit down there, you got an excuse to watch these things. Obviously, Seth excuse. doesn't <laughs> Seth doesn't need one. He, he doesn't need one. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> Mate, that's the power he has. That's the power he has. All the okay. stuff that I did over this past year, you know, what do you think I was doing, you know, the years before? That? I was just sitting there <laughs> yeah. watching Pixar movies, <laughs> obviously. Perfect. It was All that right, and John Holmes movies. <laughs> I go back. Was, mate, you'll, uh, I can't say you'll thank yourself for watching them, but you'll feel very inadequate as a, as a male, <laughs> a white male at that. Um, I, Mr. Okay. Relevant. Okay, here we go. Mr. Irrelevant. So can I before I give you my my picks, I'm gonna give you some um, honorable mentions that were on my list. Go for it. I have John Candy. Yep. I have Big John Daly. Yep. <laughs> what a specimen of a sportsman do you do you need that rocks up, gets out of the buggy, drinking scotch and smoking cigarettes, and still smacks the ball four hundred yards in a straight line. You know, just so much talent. It is I remember him that dude is a just, is a human shaped middle finger to the world. Oh, it is. Well, that, that's perfect. I remember. I remember Tiger Woods telling a story. He was sitting in the club room when he's coming up, and no, uh, John Daly was was telling the story, and he was sitting there having some beers in in a bar at the wherever they were staying, the hotel, whatever. And Tiger Woods walked past and he said, "Oh, Tiger, come and have a drink." And and he said to John Daly, whoever he's with, he said, no, 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 I've got to go and work out. I've got to go and practice. And he was gone for two hours. He comes back and he goes, what about drink now? No, 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 I've got to go and hit the gym, you know. And then John Daly caught up with him later. And by this time, John Daly goes, mate, I'm smashed. Like I rocked up to play golf the next day with a massive hangover, probably still drunk. And he asked Tiger Woods basically, you know, hey, what? Yeah, you're training, you're doing this. He goes, mate, I have to do that to be as good as you. And that's from Tiger Woods to John Daly sitting there smoking durries and drinking scotch, probably the whole bottle. That's the natural talent the guy had. I, I love him. I, I just love it. Uh, other mentions, John Cleese from Monty yep. Python. Oh, mm-hmm. real Great. comedy, not like that stuff you Americans pump out. Um, John Fogarty, Clint, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Oh, John yeah. Connor. John Connor. Yeah. Terminator. Yeah. Yep. Johnny Ramone, guitarist and um, family member of the Ramones, and John McLean. Yep, yep. That was on my list too. I'm going to go with another angry man. I like angry men. Um, I I sculptured my early tennis career around this individual, and that is one John McEnroe. Like, I probably broke more rackets than him, probably swore more than him, I definitely got kicked out of one tennis club because I was like him. Um, so he has to make my list based on all that. Nice. All right. Excellent. I, I dig it. You definitely got the angry man thing going, I guess, here. So 
John McClain was pretty high on my list, but once G established that he was taking the all angry John category, <laughs> I was just like, you know what? We're gonna pivot. We're gonna pivot. <laughs> that uh, I I that was the one I was debating, but I went with John Voigt instead. <laughs> but um, I dig it. So. I'll do a quick recap here just for the people. And then Seth, if you have any honorable mentions, I want to hear it before I, I just unload my list of honorable mentions. Uh, so G has the angry man, angry John team, John Wick, John Holmes, bringing the weaponry, John Rambo and uh, John McEnroe. Uh, Seth has jo- John Williams, the composer, John Snow, little John, the sidekick and John Goodman. <laughs> Uh, and then myself, I'm going to go with Johnny Cash, John C. Riley, Johnny Knoxville, and John Voigt. Uh, so there you have it. Those are the teams. So uh, you, I would say hit Seth up on Twitter to, to tell him how good he did, but you can just tell me and I'll tell him uh, at Kyle Month 8, of course. So, uh, all right. Honorable mentions. Uh, Seth, you got any you wanted uh, to make sure to get out there? Yeah. So um, John Connor and John McLean were the ones that I, I was thinking about, but decided not to. Uh, John Watson from Sherlock Holmes uh, was the sidekick that uh, most people probably, if I was talking about sidekicks, he's probably one of the more famous Johns out of that. I had I one it. other one that I thought you were going to, that you were going to. Can't wait for that one. Um, John Lennon. Uh, he's oh, very influential, yeah. very influential there. Uh, but John Williams obviously trumps him in all categories for everything. Uh, John Reese Davies, who nobody knows, but you do know the name Gimli, and you do, uh, and he's the actor that plays Gimli on Lord of the Rings. He's also in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and other um, uh, Indiana Jones movies. Uh, I really wanted to put this guy on here, but I also don't know if he's actually real because no one's seen him. And that'd be John Cena. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> well done. <laughs> oh, man. Is, All it, right. is that an joke? Yeah, that's a joke. I don't get it. Right. Yeah, I don't get, I don't get yeah. it. He's a, he's a wrestler and his whole yeah, catchphrase yeah. is that you can't see me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys did a you guys did a good job because you cleared out a few of my honorable mentions. So I'll just I'll fire off through these. I think I probably got another 12 here. So in no particular order at this point, John Stewart from the daily show, John Bon Jovi, first band Mm -hmm. I ever listened to John Krasinski from the office, Jonathan Taze center for the Blackhawks. Uh, Here's here. It was for you, Seth, Dr. John a Zoidberg uh, from Futurama. I thought for sure. I forgot his name was John. (laughs) I forgot his name was John. Obviously. I felt so good over John that. Williams over John Williams for sure. If I remember that, I feel ashamed right now. That was what I thought you were going with. Um, yep. I got uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp, uh, Johnny Bravo, uh, the cartoon version of John Holmes. Maybe I don't know. Uh, John <laughs> Ham, uh, Johnny Allen Hendricks, AKA Jimmy Hendricks. Um, I have long John Silver's the restaurant. Um, John Cusack, Hot Tub Time Machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Banks, who no one f- knows that name probably, but he played Mike Ermintrout on uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, which are two awesome shows. Uh, j- uh, the the other little John, but little John. Yeah! Uh, John Force. <laughs> uh, Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Unitas. And I wrapped it up with Johnny Manziel. Uh, so threw a little bit of football <laughs> in there. 
uh, at the end. And then also two non-famous Johns that I want to give shout outs to because we're doing this. John McGlynn, Commissioner Extraordinaire, Commissioner Evaluation Podcast, at John McGlynn75 on Twitter. He's the dude. And then also John Miller, who once won, he is famously known for winning a spot in the Listener League because he had a vasectomy and had nothing else to do. So we put him in the league. Uh, and I'm still in a league with him to this day, like six years later. So John Miller, shout out. So there you have it. That's my list of honorable mentions. So hopefully you guys enjoyed Excellent. that. Uh, gee thanks for thanks you should tell noah tell your son thank you for this amazing topic that wasted half an hour of my life finding random johns like dr john a zoidberg are are we getting a bit of a rundown of our personality yeah like who's the who's the educator one and who's not like john john rambo john macaroon like where's the education system gone right there that's just yeah, uh, I literally like started my research with like famous scientists and inventors and John Locke <laughs> and all of that shit. And I'm just like, oh, wait, know your audience. <laughs> yeah. Oh and you still God. started with John Williams, which is I still love. Sometimes yeah, know your audience, but also know yourself it, and be so, true to yourself. So for the people that if, if you need to take. So if I if I Spotify type in John Williams, am I going to get like just just. Is that going to work? Is that, am I yes. just going to get a ton of motion picture songs? You should. You okay. should. And if you don't, somebody needs to lose their job because that's right. exactly will, what needs to happen. I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Maybe I'll just try to get motivated by John Williams, the composer. <laughs> I love it. All right. Any So as always, as we always do, we ran long, whatever. Um, but any parting thoughts uh, from either of you gentlemen as we uh, – let the people go, and and we'll uh, Seth and I will catch them next week. But any parting thoughts here? Uh, be kind. Yeah. Be kind. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. No. Be kind. Rewind, people. Um, it's also coming from the least likely person that we've ever yeah, had on right. the show. That's the thing. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's um, something that would come from Mike Jernigan. Yeah. Speaking you know, of Mike Jernigan. He will be our guest next week. Oh man, you lady, think Seth's been out of practice? Hell no. He's been <laughs> filling it up in real life this entire time. Um, he walked around with a soundboard to this day, which is kind of weird. But um, now where I got we got Mike Jernigan coming on the podcast next week. Uh, we're gonna be taking a look at our targets and fades at the quarterback and running back position. So we'll be getting you guys set. Um, got a few weeks before draft season really picks up. So hoping to get you guys everything you need here before draft season starts. So uh, I guess be kind. And for, uh, for, for G, for Seth, and myself, uh, you guys have a great weekend, and uh, we'll catch you next week. So, all right, boys. We'll see you. Adios. Number one fantasy player right here. Yeah, I like the ball, I like the ball season and all the things that go with it. They good, but you great. Exactly how we wanted to come in here and get it done. I love it, baby. One more what you want to do. One more what you want to do. This is the best job in the world. This is the best job in the world.